0: Hey, I'm Stephanie Watson, and this is SU Weekly, a show about navigating your way through college life. Today, I've got Mandy Jackson with me. She's a financial planning coordinator at the Lexington campus. Thanks for joining me today, Mandy.
1: I'm happy to be here, Stephanie. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, no problem. I know um, we started with the Sullivan University system around the same time, uh, back with our sister school, Spencerian College. Um, So how long have you been with the university?
1: It's almost seven years.
0: Okay. And now have you always worked in financial planning?
1: No, I started in the academic services department. um, And then just a little under a year in, I moved to the financial planning office at Sullivan.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, you've got a lot of knowledge in about two um, really main departments there within the university. I'm sure that information, you know, can really come in handy.
1: It definitely does because we work very closely with the academic services department. Having a tiny bit of working knowledge of what they do over there does assist me with my daily activities and, you know, helping my students.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, as our listeners have probably guessed by now, we are going to be talking about uh, financial planning today and just what exactly um, the financial planning office does, what their main functions are, and just a lot of frequently asked questions that students usually have about financial planning. So, Mandy, if you don't mind, could you just summarize a little bit about the main functions of the financial planning office? I know you guys do so much.
1: Yeah, I think the big picture is that we will, you know, look at a student's enrollment, their um, their program that they're in, the number of classes they're wanting to take the FAFSA information that they've, you know, provided. And then we put together a financial aid package that we feel works best for them to make sure that they are financially covered to um, start and continue their classes with Sullivan.
0: Okay, gotcha. Now, when you say a financial aid package, what does that exactly mean?
1: That is just any financial aid that a student would be eligible for, so we will look to see if they're eligible for grants, um, student loans, if they have scholarships, sometimes through the school, sometimes outside agencies, if they have employer benefits, veterans benefits, any type of aid that they would be able to use um, in order to pay for their college education.
0: Okay, gotcha. So so the package really is all those items that come together, all those types of, of financial aid that come together to make the, the financial planning package, right? Correct, okay. yes. And, and when you say financial aid, that can mean anything from, um, just like you mentioned, a scholarship that you don't pay back or a grant or a loan that you do pay back, right?
1: Correct, okay. yes. gotcha.
0: Um, now, what is, what's another one of the main functions of the financial planning office?
1: Well, not only do we work with new students that are coming in and beginning their, you know, their career with Sullivan, but we also have current students that we work with um, each and every quarter to make sure that they are financially packaged for the number of classes they want to take. So we work with our academic services department to monitor those schedules to make sure that the students are packaged for the appropriate number of classes each quarter.
0: Okay, gotcha. I, and something I've realized um, you know, obviously I don't work in financial planning or academic services. I work in student services, but um, particularly a lot of my housing students will come to me about questions about all kinds of things. And um, (laughs) one, (laughs) which which is great. I don't always have the answer for them, but I try to get them to the right place that they will have the answer. So a lot of times their questions are about dropping and adding classes. So a lot of them don't seem to realize maybe how much that affects their financial aid. So would you be able to explain to a student, you know, how dropping or adding a class kind of like, you know, the repercussions it has on their financial aid?
1: Absolutely. So our school is a per credit hour school, which means that each class that you take, typically there are four credit hours. There are a few, you know, programs that have differing numbers of credit hours, but our standard class would be four credit hours. So you're gonna be charged for each of those four credit hours. So if we're saying, okay, we're gonna take three classes this quarter and we've packaged the student for that and they decide, you know, let's say week one, they want to drop a class. Well that's gonna take them down to what we call a part-time schedule or two classes. That's going to drop their tuition, but it also affects financial aid eligibility. So just making sure that you've talked to someone in academic services to get the the best schedule possible to keep you on your track to get your degree in a timely manner. They're going to need to reach out to us also to make sure that they have the appropriate funding to take the classes that they're wanting to take. So anytime drop or out of class, speaking with academic services and financial planning each time is gonna be very important because there will be situations that you get into where you won't be eligible for financial aid. Like if you take or if you're deciding to withdraw from the university entirely, that infects your your financial aid eligibility. So anytime you wanna make any type of schedule change, you should always speak with financial planning just to make sure that it fits you know, your financial aid package and what you want to do.
0: Okay. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So basically students can just keep in mind if they have to see academic services about basically changing their schedule in just about any type of way, especially dropping or adding a class, they need to think about you coming to see you guys next.
1: Right. Because it's going to, if it, they change the class schedule, it's going to affect their their eligibility. Definitely. Okay.
0: Well, I know you guys do so much for the students and a lot of it sometimes is, you know, confusing to definitely someone who's never been to college before. So I know you guys get a lot of questions. Um, What would you say is one of the most commonly asked questions that you guys get in the financial planning office?
1: I would say the most common question is a student asking when the financial aid will be paid to their account. Um, that, and, you know, that's a great question because, you know, you'll start school and you'll notice the first few weeks of watching your student portal that there's kind of no change there in the financial section. So typically about the third week, academic services will go in and do their part where they put in the charges for the number of courses that the student has decided to attend for the quarter. And at that point, around week four to week five the financial aid piece starts to kick in. We'll start to order those financial aid funds so we can start getting those into the, the student accounts. Um, and then at that point we do have students that receive um, stipends on their account. So they'll, you know, they'll call and ask, when will I receive my stipend? So that's probably just when is the financial aid going to gonna
0: come in is the main question. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Now, now when you say the word stipend, is that, um, is that kind of like what a lot of students would call a refund?
1: Yeah, you'll hear it called a stipend, a, re- a refund, surplus, right. um, any of those things. It's all basically the same thing. And typically for for Sullivan, the way that works is, but it's sometime between you know week five through week nine, those funds will hit the account. We'll be able to send those those refunds or stipends to the students. Um, but that is you know something that they they start to watch for, and they definitely want to know. So just for anyone that's listening. So definitely anytime between week five and week nine, um, unless there's, you know, outside issues with your account, which I think we'll get to later.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay, Um, that's definitely some good information to have. Um, What's another question that you get, uh, that you guys get a lot there in the financial planning office?
1: Um, We'll get the question, why did my financial aid eligibility change? Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but a student should do a FAFSA every single year. So in October, Of Each year, if you're going to be continuing your education the next year, you'll need to do a FAFSA. Well, a lot of things go into play. Um, Income information might change. So that may increase or decrease the amount of grant eligibility you have. um, You may have been in school for a while and you may have exhausted some of your funding that can change your eligibility. Um, you may have been, you know, under your, your parents' um, information on your FAFSA, and then that could change to you becoming an independent student, which would also change eligibility. So every student's different, and there are several factors that go into determining what financial aid they can get. So um, that's, that's a question that we get, and there's a broad number of answers to that.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, okay, so those are some really good questions. Do you, Any other questions that you guys get um, quite a bit there in the office?
1: I would say um, we get pe- people asking why they need their parent information. We okay. do have you know a lot of students coming you know out of high school, or some students that have you know been out of high school for a while, and they feel like they're living on their own, and they probably don't need their parents on a day to day basis. But it, for financial aid purposes, we have to have students' parents' information up until the age of twenty four, um, unless they're married or have children, or there are a few other instances that can make them what we would call an independent student. But a, a parent will need to be involved with, with a student's financial aid until they're, you know, at least 24. So that's that's a common misunderstanding, even with parents sometimes, that they don't understand my, my child's an adult, so why can't they, you know, do this on their own? And that's just the Department of Education's rule on the financial aid piece of it. So
0: that's kind of how we
1: have to proceed.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Now, I know you mentioned, you know, a huge part of what uh, is, you know, help students find out what financial aid they're eligible for is, of course, you mentioned the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Um, Now, isn't there a deadline for that every year or or a time when you should start completing the one for the next year? Because I've heard that some funds, you know, are first come, first serve. Is that correct? That's absolutely true. The new FAFSA each year
1: becomes available October first, and that's a a recent change in the past few years. I always recommend to my students to complete it as soon as possible. Um, That way, there are some state grants, especially if you're a student that lives in Kentucky and is you know has been here for at least a year. There are some grant funding available to you that is a first come first served basis. So if you're you know on top of that FAFSA, you get it done early. There's a very big possibility that you could get somewhere in the ballpark of $5,000 in free financial aid to assist you with your education. So I would, I always recommend just getting it done as quickly as possible. And another kind of rider onto that is that people think, well, I haven't done my taxes for the next year yet. Mm. Well, the good thing about the new change to the FAFSA is we're actually using the previous year. So we're going to be going into the 2021-2022 FAFSA here pretty soon, but you're actually going to be able to use your 2019 taxes that are already filed to complete oh. that. So Yeah. So everything's already ready to go for you. You just October 1st, you log in, do that new FAFSA, takes about 10 minutes, and you're ready for the whole next year.
0: Gotcha. So it would probably be really smart for students to set like a reminder on their cell phone, maybe a couple days before October 1st to go in on the 1st and fill that out, right? Absolutely. So, and then, you know, another good thing to think about
1: once it's finished, you don't have to think about it for another year. So, <laughs> right, right.
0: Okay. Well, that's some great information. Um, okay. So, I know you've talked a lot about, you know, the functions, the main functions of the department, and, you know, a lot of uh, some of the uh, FAQs that you guys get a lot of. A lot of. Um, if there was- you know, one main thing for a student, a current student who's listening to this podcast that you would want them to take away from this, what would it be?
1: Communication. Okay. And I'm sure I can, I can definitely speak for my department, but I'm sure I can speak for other departments on this as well. We do send out a lot of communication to our students frequently just for various reasons. Um, and we do use your student email. So we want students to check that email, be aware that we are going to try to communicate with you, and we would like for you to please respond in a timely manner. There's typically a very good reason why we're reaching out. Um, so just checking your student portal is, is a big one. You can find out a lot of information. Or if you have questions, you know, on the student portal, you can find out who your financial planning coordinator is, how best to contact them, which I personally think email is, is the best and easiest form of communication probably going to get an answer more quickly that way but just being on top of communication and making sure that you're answering our questions and providing things that we need that way we can make sure that you're ready to go and there aren't any hiccups in your financial aid
0: okay yeah i can definitely being in student services i can definitely echo the communication as well Uh, for sure answering emails um, a lot of times i'll uh, text you know, for instance, my housing students through, you know, the texting software that we use, um, you know, sometimes I, I might call. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one. Communication uh, pretty much, I would say, in your personal or your professional life is always going to make or break any relationship. Absolutely. Um, and so you're saying that a student could go, just to, to reiterate, a student could When they log into their student portal, they can actually see who their assigned financial planning coordinator is, and then their contact information is on there? Yes, I believe it is right there on the front page. As soon
1: as you log in, there's information right there, yeah.
0: And then no matter what, um, you know, campus that you attend, Louisville, Lexington, Fort Knox, you know, online, whatever it may be, is basically there's several financial planners for each campus and then depending on what your last name is that's who you're assigned to is that right that's correct and if for some reason it, it routes you to the incorrect person
1: we're we're very good at making sure that the, the communication gets to the correct person so you're dealing with someone that's familiar with your account and is going to know how to best answer your questions
0: okay great awesome well that's a lot of great information you know um like I said you know financial planning it's It's one of those things that I think is probably, for most students, maybe the hardest to understand because there's so much. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but there's so (laughs) much that goes into figuring it out. Um, But so much of it starts with the student getting you guys the right uh, documentation and documents and things like that, right?
1: Absolutely. That's also a big key point is making sure if we're asking you for documents, you, you need to get those to us as quickly as possible because all of that does affect financial aid packaging as well. If if we don't have something that we need, then that means we can't fully process your financial aid package, which delays your financial aid paying to your account even further. So the reason we're reaching out is to try to expedite that, make sure that happens as quickly as possible. Gotcha.
0: So for any students out there listening, make sure you're checking that student email Um, check your student portal Um, also uh, check the app you know just from a student services standpoint we uh, we post something on the app just about every day of the week Monday through Friday so make sure um, when Mandy says communication is a good thing she's definitely not lying and that goes for just about any department I would say because if we you know when we can communicate with you with you guys the students you know that's when we can really help you uh, the best way possible. And that, and that's what we're really all here for.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, Mandy, well, any final thoughts or or anything like that that you have for us for financial planning or just anything?
1: Um, just I would really like everyone to know that there's no such thing as a stupid question or, you know, a small question. Any, anything that's bothering you or that you feel like you don't understand, please reach out to your financial planning coordinator. I swear we'll, we'll do our best to give you the the fastest and most accurate answer we possibly can. If we don't know, we'll definitely reach out to someone who does, and it's just going to help you in the long run to get everything kind of tidied up and complete. So definitely if you have questions or you're concerned about something, don't hesitate to reach out to us.
0: All right. Well, that sounds great. I really appreciate, you know, you um, being with us today and sharing all this valuable information. And um, this has been our weekly SU podcast. So make sure that you tune, uh, tune in and listen to what we have each week. We usually post it every Friday on the app. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you have a great weekend too, Mandy. You too. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.